So a lot of people want to know how they compare, how they stack up to other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to be showing and talking you know, about in this episode. I guess we don't really episode. love doing this because, you know, everybody's on their own journey. and The, the reason that I like something like this, so we're going to be talking about five signs that you're doing better financially than the average American. Mm-hmm. It isn't to uh, feel good or to put someone else down, but, well, I, I think it is to get like a healthy dose because I've talked to people – too often who are so stressed out about their finances and then I like shine a different perspective on it for them mm. and they're like oh so you mean I'm actually doing okay and I'm like I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> like you're not doing too bad like you're give yourself a break bad. you know yeah. and that that's what I would like this to be uh, because inevitably there's gonna be some people listening to this who are not doing this well. Mm-hmm. And the goal isn't for you to feel like, oh man, I'm not doing this well. Like this, this is just an article. This is just average numbers. Uh, and yes, everyone has a different journey. And yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it's also something, I don't think anything on this list is so out of reach for most people. Yeah. And so it's kind of something that you can be like, oh, okay, I could kind of start moving in that direction. Yeah, and the other that might thing, be a good thought. It's like, let's start moving in that direction rather yeah, than... Yeah, it might help you identify some areas where, yeah, I haven't really spent much time or focus on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should. Right. You know, like, so take it as that. But don't take it as, oh, man, I'm a failure. I'm doing terrible or whatever. <laughs> uh, and you're at not. the same time, if you're doing great and you're above this, that doesn't mean, all right, well, I'm going to coast. Like, right. take what you need to take from this. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's our prayer, is that you <laughs> would take the thing from this that you need to take. Yes. And not the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I'm thinking about, too, just as another caveat here, is I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, with parenting, one of the first discoveries that I made, and I don't even know what specifically this was, but with our oldest son, mm-hmm. I remember kind of being, whatever, discouraged, that first the parent of a first child thing, where it's, oh, my kid isn't doing this thing as fast as the other kid oh. down the street is, and and you're getting all stressed out and nervous about it, and... Uh, and then shortly after that, I had this revelation of, oh, wow. Okay. So I could spend like 20 hours or 50 hours trying to teach him, get him to do this thing Mm -hmm. at this age. But if I wait six months longer, it's going to take me 15 minutes because developmentally he is just in a different season and he's going to catch it so much quicker. So I'm saying that just in case that someone's situation fits that a little bit where it's like there's something with your season of life and the adaptation mm-hmm. of what's going on where that gives you a little bit of grace to just be like, all right, well, I'm not exactly there, but mm-hmm. this has been going on and I suspect in six months it's going to be different, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. That's a long intro to it, but right. that is a long intro. should we get what? to it? I guess we should... <laughs> Start with the list. All right. So uh, I want to just kind of – so this is, comes from an article oh. on MSN. We'll have that link in the description. You can read it yourself, judge it yourself, and judge go from yourself. there. But the first one on this list, uh, and this is – these are all based on studies that have been done. So you have more than $4,500 in savings, okay? So 51% of Americans have $5,000 or less stored in savings, according to a Motley Fool survey that was done. Um so that right there, $4,500 in savings, we'll call that the average in America. And again, this is all ages. You know, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if this is just adults. I'm not sure what it's based on. But uh, right. but yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. What do you think? Do you okay. think that's higher or lower than you expected? 
I don't know what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't expect anything. I didn't expect anything. No, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on your current lifestyle. Like, yeah. like for someone our age with three kids in the size house that we live in, in the city that we live in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, $4,500 in savings. But also, in some ways, I'm like, that seems a little low also. Yeah, I mean, it all de depends. But, like, financial experts have a wide range of how much you they think you should have in savings and in um, an emergency fund and stuff. And we'll talk about that in another But, again, point. this is just, but, like, if you have this, great job. You're doing yeah, great. You, yeah, yeah. you should feel real good. <laughs> but if you don't have any money in savings, it's like, Let's start working towards Let's that. Let's try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Let's try to figure out how to get you some money sitting in savings, like having two, three thousand dollars sitting aside uh, is, you know, this like it just makes you feel better. It just, like it, it's, it's, a it's nice cushion. to have that cushion there. However, uh, if you don't have this money, you're in a great spot also because you are in the position to really trust the Lord where you have no other options. And honestly, sometimes the desperation brings you closer to the Lord and you yeah. see some miracles. So don't yep. be discouraged if you don't have it too. Yep. yep. Anyway, remember, we're, we're hitting both sides of this. We see we see uh, finance is very different than the world does because yeah. we have a provider beyond yep. ourselves. Number two. Number two. You have more than $30,000 in your 401k. Okay. Right. So according to Vanguard study that they did, the median amount Americans have between ages of 34 and 54 is uh, $30,000, okay? All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't, there you go. I have no opinion on this. What do you think? Uh, Does that sound about right to you? Uh, for me, this completely depends on the age. You know, if I'm 55, 60 years old, like mm -hmm. I feel like that we need to get to work. Like that's yeah. pretty low, you know? If I, you're in your early, mid-30s, it's like, yeah, I think that's, that's great. The, just the fact that you're doing it because so many people... Right. Will not even enroll in a 401k program until their so, mid 40s. Or so if you're not already 50s. in a 401k program or 403b, if you're at a non for profit, now's the time to start. I will throw out the uh, super common, but yet still not often taken advice of if your employer has a matching program, it's free money. It's Take their free, free money, money that they're trying to give you. Take you the know? money and run. And so we have this for our employees, um, where basically we match. They put money in, and when we add money to that, um, and so there's more incentive for them and, and us, we're employees. Well, plus uh, it's also like, if you don't take it, it's you basically saying, "Yeah, I don't want my company to pay me more money." Yeah. Right. Well, like yeah. everybody I mean, wants more money, and they are giving it. They will only give it to you in a specific form. So, take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. They're they're helping you out to save for your future. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some people, well, yeah, might be asking the question, all right, well, should I, you just said I should save money and I should try to get a few thousand dollars in savings. Like, should I do this or that? Um, and, you know, and that's one of those questions that isn't a black and white thing. But I think, you know, money that you put in your 401k, it's a lot harder to get out. Money that's in your savings, that's more accessible for emergencies and situations like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think both. I think it, both of them are important for different reasons. Uh, but at the end of the day, just do one of them. Like, right. do something. <laughs> like, pick one and do one. Well, and maybe maybe this is the first one. It says you can cover an emergency of more, more than $2,000. So, yeah. So that's number three on our list. Yeah. We'll just give you one of our stories from, <laughs> you know, one of Let's our non-success stories 
uh, you know, when we first got married, we went, we were, it was our one year anniversary and it was so cute and so romantic. You surprised me with a beach vacation on our one year anniversary. I mean, it was not, it was a nice trip, but it was not like, you know, we went to Tulum and, you know, it was like, we went to a friend who had, um, a beach house and we stayed at their beach house for free. It was great. So we were like, we'll pay for gas to get down there. We need a little extra to get gas down there. We'll just buy groceries most of the time. We'll go out to eat a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a really modest trip. We were pretty. We were broke in that season. We were. It, we were. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of money, and so it was a modest trip. But it was like for us, we were like, this is amazing. It's the beach. Like, who cares? Yeah. So on our way back, we're about ninety miles from home. I think we knew it was coming. We get so, so we, we went down to Gulf Shores. We drove up to Memphis, and we were living in St. Louis at the time. And the trans transmission started acting a little bit so weird, and we're like, oh. "Guys, it got so weird." Uh, <laughs> we were so we were staying in Graceland, right? We, st we stayed at the Heartbreak, Heartbreak Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> we stayed at Memphis. the Heartbreak Hotel, and which no one told me that um, it's pretty sketchy it wasn't part the of town, safest part of town, right? And and then on top of that, our transmission was going out, and so like it was so <laughs> janky at that point. Like I couldn't. It was an automatic transmission, but I. I couldn't start it in drive. I had to start it in first gear. You know how automatic transmissions have like one and two normally? And start it in first gear and then like rev it up and then go into second and then and then throw it into drive. And I had to do that like every time. <laughs> it was it was not great. I mean, but we, it got us to 90 miles outside of St. Louis. And, right? then, and then the whole thing, it just like blew up. So we're, I mean, we did not have any money. And it was like, now we have to pay for a tow truck to take us not just like down the road, but like 60 miles that way or, drive, you know, something. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was not great. But then because it was the transmission and the car was Pretty fairly old. old, it was old enough that it didn't make sense to repair it. It just made sense to piece out yeah. of that thing. Yeah. So then we were stuck without a car for a while. And I mean... Well, we had my car, right? We had your car. We Sorry. didn't have two we, cars. But, but we, we both had, had jobs. two jobs in opposite directions. Like, they they were in opposite directions. <laughs> so what we did was... I think was, that's when I had the boss who if you're had a the street, three-strike rule. Gosh. Was if, if I was a minute late, three times she would fire So us. it's not like... And I don't, I don't think you could have just dropped me off at work because that would have been too early. And yeah. the building wouldn't have been opened, you know. So anyway, but we we didn't really know what to do for a while because I don't think we had this. We didn't Wait, have, we didn't have the $2,000 yeah. saved up, yeah. I mean, maybe we yeah. had $1,000, but it was like, a, I mean, a new car, buying a new car was not really an option. It, I think even fixing the transmission wasn't really an option Yeah. because that would have been at least $3,000, So what right? did we do? So, I mean, yeah, like we just decided to get creative and we decided to uh <laughs> what we did was instead of paying the price quickly to fix this problem for convenience sake and some might even argue that it was for the sake of you know well we have to get to work so that we can yeah pay for this car we got as creative as creative as we could and and tried to just stay nimble of like okay well you, you can take the car to do this. And, uh, you know, what was nice at that point is your mom worked at the same place I worked. We worked together. 
So what was nice about it is that our house was on her way to work. So we just asked her, I mean, it was sort of, you know, sheepishly like, can I just ride to work with you? Like, <laughs> can I hitchhike can with I you hitchhike? for a little bit? I will meet I'm going to be standing on, on the, the side highway. of the highway with my thumb out. If you want to pick me <laughs> oh up. Oh my gosh. You know, and I mean, it was, it was a bit, it, we did this for a little while, but we both had to be at our job. Like we didn't have the option of working yeah. remote, but I mean, nowadays, like that's really common where it's like, you could just be like, all right, we, we're down a car. Can I work remote? You just ask that question. How long will you let me work remote? Can I work remote certain days of the week? You know what I mean? It is so funny because pre 2020, like that was not almost a thing. every boss is like, Absolutely there is not. no way I'm going to let you work from home. In fact, I remember at that time, someone had asked the boss to, if they could work remote. Who was the boss? boss <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell him. It was Bob's mom. She was the boss. But she said, no, because if you're not, I'm the manager. And if you're not here, I can't manage my employees. I mean, it, it was a very different world then. I wonder what she would say if she was still the boss post-2020. Right. <laughs> I, I, it, it's a good question. We should ask her. Let's interview her. <laughs> we should. We should bring her on. I, so anyway, all that to say, we got creative. We tried to be as nimble as possible. And it worked out that we saved up and made a good decision on a car that actually really was a good decision. Like you did a lot of research and we waited for the right time. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that... That brings up another point too. Like whenever you have to make a big purchase like that and you are in a rush, mm -hmm. like I have to buy a car like in two days, yeah. like that's just the worst way to do it. And you're just going to have so much, <laughs> you're going to more likely get ripped off, right? you know, by doing that and just not get a good deal. With patience is how you get a better deal. It's how, uh, yeah, you're going to come out ahead on yeah. something like that. So being able to, and that was part of it. Like I didn't want to rush. I knew that we weren't going to make a good decision if we rushed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we can talk more about that on another podcast. But yeah. so, that was one of the things where it was like, we didn't have this, and I wish we would have. Yeah. But, so, you know, we just moved towards it. Now right. we'd be okay because you work from home. <laughs> now, now I work from home. <laughs> and so do I. All right. So number right. four on this list is that you have less than $6,500 in credit card debt. And so... Like this still surprises me. Uh, I don't know why. That I most guess people have over I, we've just been out of credit card debt so long that it's, yeah, it's just surprising I to me. I feel like I meet a lot of people who are like, I don't have any debt except for my house. Yeah, no, I do too. But the average, the average, the average American has sixty five hundred dollars in credit card debt. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's clearly really common. I do know that you know we've surveyed you know seed time community in different ways and. Uh, yeah, there's a good number of people who have no credit card debt, uh, but mm -hmm. then there's a good people who have tons and tons a of... A good number of people? Yeah. You said there's a good people. There's a lot of good people. <laughs> there's kidding. that too. Yeah. So anyway, regardless of where you stand on this spectrum, um, you know, the opportunity here is if you do have $6,500 in credit card debt, like that's a decent amount of interest that you're paying each month. And so Ooh, just yeah. getting rid of them, it, like... It's not just like you lose the credit card payment. It's that now you're not paying interest to. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And so, so that was like the first, to move forward. I think for us, the first like, whoa, we're really starting to move forward financially. Like mm -hmm. once we got rid of our credit cards, because that right there, like honestly added about $1,000 a month of extra income to do something with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Extra cash. Once we got rid of all the credit card payments and everything we had to pay back on those, it's like, wow, 
now we've lost money. All right, let's put it towards the student loans and pay that off. Let's mm -hmm. put it towards savings. Let's put it towards giving more. Like whatever the thing is, like and that's when I felt like, wow, we have options. Like we can actually move forward financially. It doesn't feel tight anymore like it did. Mm -hmm. So anyway, and and again, like a lot of what we're talking about here, this isn't like stuff that you've never heard before. Right. You know, but part of our job is to just remind and encourage you, you know, and to help you down the path, help provide the tools and resources for you to move forward down your own financial journey, mm -hmm. um, you know, without feeling all guilty and uh, feeling shame for where you are, you know. Yeah. So there we go. All right. The last one uh, is your total net worth is at least $100,000. Yeah. So uh, we did another episode on AUM, which is what we we don't use the term net worth. Mm -hmm. We prefer the term AUM. Listen to that episode. Yeah, if you want to hear all about that. And that episode teaches you everything you need to do to actually know what your net worth or AUM is. Mm -hmm. So um, I won't get into all that here, but uh, $100,000, It that's interesting to me. Like I, I think if that's the average for Americans, like that's, surpri that's a little bit low, you know, because um, to me anyway, like, because I, I, so many of you own a home, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like the appreciation of homes over the last five years or something has been pretty significant. So there's been a lot of people who might have a lot of debt, but just with home appreciation alone, mm. like might be at this number, yeah. you know? But at the same time, student loans have also gone up significantly. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so that's your number for you. Um, if your net worth is at least $100,000, AUM is at least $100,000. Then you're um, doing better than most. And you're doing better than the average American. So There you go. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram at Seedtime mm -hmm. um, or send us an email, Bob at Seedtime. I'd love to hear from you, yeah, what your thoughts are on this. Uh, if there's anything that you're like, that's interesting. Or if there's other things you would add to this list. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you have some of this data in your whatever. Okay, so we've been doing this thing where um, we're, we want to read some podcast reviews, which is great. But if we read your review, we want to give you something, too. So if we find out that you have left a review, we want to give you a gift card. So incentive for you to leave some reviews, because this really is how we help get the word out about yeah. the podcast. Yeah, and, it helps a lot with um, yeah. iTunes and whatever all those. So I'm going to read one now. So this is Paula. I don't know how to say your last name. I think it's Fael. And I, I believe you live in Australia. Coming from is, the land down under. Yeah, this is super awesome. But um, it says, the information and testimonies are great. The book and the podcast have been very helpful in helping me understand my financial situation better and helping me know ways I can get on top uh, with my thinking about finance and making good practical steps to more freedom. So that, yes. that's awesome. So Thanks, Paula. Paula. Thanks for leaving the review. Send, yes. uh, send me an email, bob at seedtime.com, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll get you a, we'll get you a $25 gift. Amazon gift card. Woo. Thank you for leaving the review. And yeah. anybody else, again, um, head over to Apple or Spotify or wherever and leave us a review, mm -hmm. and um, we might just read yours and send you a gift card. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 
We really love creating fresh content for you each week, but if you have not checked out our book, Simple Money Rich Life, this really is our best work, and we have some free resources we want to tell you about. So if you enjoy listening to our soothing voices, then you can download chapter one of the audiobook. And if you prefer to read, we have the first two chapters of the ebook version. Or we even have a five-week book study outline based on this book. Mm -hmm. You can download all of this for free at seedtime.com slash sample.